Church fans to episode number 163 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is Friends from Pacifier. That is their most recent song. Those guys have been nice enough to let us play a couple of their tunes in the intro for this podcast. And again, that is called Friends. You can find it anywhere that you listen to music. And we got to start today with the news that Artemi Panarin is one of the three finalists for the Hart Trophy, given annually to the most valuable player in the league as voted on by the hockey writers. We'll also have the latest from Ranger practice, which occurred earlier today. You know, line combinations, defense pairings, and of course, the latest on the battle to be the starting goalie come game one of the qualifying round against the Carolina Hurricanes. But like I said, let's go ahead and start with Panarin being one of the three finalists for the Hart Trophy. He is one of the nominees alongside Nathan McKinnon of the Avalanche and Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers. And a couple episodes ago, you might recall, we discussed Artemi Panarin being one of the three finalists for the Ted Lindsay Award. And he's actually one of the three finalists along with the same two players for that award as he is for this award. But there is an important distinction before between those two awards, whereas the Ted Lindsay Award is given annually to the most outstanding player on the ice and is voted on by the players, the Hart Trophy is given to the most valuable player. And we'll talk a little bit about that distinction a little bit more in just a second here. But first, you know, I just wanted to talk about what an honor it is for Artemi Panarin to be up for this award because he is the first Ranger to be nominated for this award since Henrik Lundqvist in 2011-2012. And if he wins the award, he'll be the first Ranger to bring home the hardware since Mark Messier did so in 1991-1992. But it was really cool because in practice the other day, uh, the Rangers all found out about it together as a team. It looked like it was the end of practice and everybody was kind of crowded around the red line there and David Quinn made the announcement, Artemi is one of the three finalists for the Hart Trophy Award. And naturally, you know, all the players cheer, you know, they, they tap their sticks on the ice. And it was just really cool to see, you know, Chris Kreider went over to him, gave him a hug. A couple minutes later, you know, you see Mika Zibanejad putting his arm around him on the bench. So you can tell, I mean, Artemi Panarin was happy. He was smiling and everything, but I get the feeling his teammates probably just as happy, if not more so, than Artemi Panarin that he's been nominated for this award. And you got to feel good if you're Jesper Foss or Ryan Strom as well, because, you know, again, that looked like kind of an underwhelming second line. I mean, we knew about Artemi Panarin and the skills that he possessed. Panarin actually began the season on the top line with Zibanejad and Buchnevich, but he really kind of settled into that second line role alongside Ryan Strom and Jesper Foss. And coming into the season, you didn't really think about Strom and Foss as being these offensive juggernauts for the Rangers. Really, you still don't think about them that way, but they have all gelled together, and obviously they've played their part. You know, Strom especially. Strom and Panarin have a very unique chemistry out there on the ice. Seems like they're always on the same page, and both those guys can feel good about themselves in knowing that what they did out there on the ice, they basically lifted Artemi Panarin up to this award. And you do get the feeling that Panarin can go out there with any two hockey players and make it work. And he may well have been a finalist no matter who on the Rangers he was out there playing with. But you know what? Stroman Foss definitely played their role and they got to feel really good about this. Because if I told you before the season that the Rangers were going to put together a line and two-thirds of that line was going to be Ryan Stroman, Jesper Foss, and the third guy was going to be a nominee for the Hart Trophy Award, you'd probably find that hard to believe. You'd probably find that hard to believe that a line that includes Ryan Stroman, and Jesper Foss would end up having a Hart Trophy Award. But that is indeed what has happened. And again, you know, they should feel really good about this as well. But Panarin is now vying to become just the fifth Ranger ever to win the Hart Trophy in the expansion era, a.k.a. 1967-1968 until now. Marc Messier was the most recent. He won the award in 1991-1992. 
That was actually his first season with the Rangers, and he scored 35 goals and had 72 assists for a ridiculous 107 points. And we'll go in descending order from there. You've also got Andy Bathgate in 1958-1959. He won the Hart Trophy with 40 goals and 48 assists for 88 points in 70 games. Chuck Rayner won the award in 1949-1950 for the Rangers. He was a goalie. He went 28, 30, and 11. And he also posted six shutouts that season and a 262 goals against average. And the first Ranger to win the Hart Trophy was Buddy O'Connor back in 1947-1948. And in 60 games that season, O'Connor scored 24 goals, dished out 36 assists for a total of 60 points exactly at a point-per-game clip. And I already mentioned this briefly, but the last Ranger to be nominated for the Hart Trophy was Henrik Lundqvist in 2011-2012. He did not win it. The award went to Evgeny Malkin that year. But Henrik Lundqvist in 62 games for the Rangers that season went 39-18-5. and He had a goals against average of just a ridiculous 197 and a save percentage of 930. And I know that they don't take playoff games into account when dealing out these awards, but it just gives you an idea of just how good he was this season. Uh, he only went 10-10, and 10, but he had three shutouts in the playoffs, a 182 goals against average, and a 931 save percentage. So really, he played even better in the postseason than he did in the regular season, a season in which he was one of the finalists for the Hart Trophy. Just, just crazy, crazy numbers from Henrik Lundqvist that season. Unfortunately, he fell a little bit short in the voting. It went to Evgeny Malkin, but hopefully, fingers crossed that Artemi Panarin can bring home the hardware this year. And I think that, again, it's important to make that a distinction between most outstanding player and most valuable player. Because when we talked about the Ted Lindsay Award, and again, that goes to most outstanding player, we talked about this a few episodes ago, but I just by a hair ended up picking Leon Dreisaitl because I felt that he had a significant enough advantage in the point department that he should just win the award pretty much just based on that. And I know that there's more to it than just that, but I just felt that there was such a significant margin there. Uh, you know, Leon Dreisaitl ended up with 25 more points than anybody else in the league. And so he was my pick. But for most valuable player, I think it's Artemi Panarin because you take Leon Dreisaitl away from the Edmonton Oilers, they still have Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid was healthy all season. He had an outstanding season in his own right. I think the Oilers would be just fine without him. But Artemi Panarin, you guys have seen it. You've seen the impact that he's had on this team this season helping this team come out of the rebuild a little bit sooner than expected. And it's gotten to the point where the future is now, and he's been the centerpiece of this team. And again, look at what he's done for guys around him. Guys like Ryan Stroman, Jesper Foss. He has caused them to elevate their games and turn in career best seasons. And even somebody like Tony D'Angelo, you know, the two of them have hooked up on some goals this season as well. So Artemi Panarin, it really must be said, uh, just had a fantastic season for the Rangers, just an outstanding impact on this team. And I got a couple more stats about Artemi Panarin this season. I don't just want to repeat what I said on the previous episode. That episode is entitled Artemi Panarin Up for the Ted Lindsay Award. So if you missed that, you can go back and listen to that now. And like I said, I don't want to just repeat the same stats. So here's a couple others that I found for you guys. Artemi Panarin had at least one point in 54 of the 69 games he appeared in this season. That is 78.3%. He also led the league in even strength assists with 46 and even strength points with 71. And he placed second in the NHL in assists with 63 and plus minus at plus 36. And plus minus a little bit of a flawed stat. We've acknowledged that in the past. But when you're second in the league and you're plus 36, that's bound to raise some eyebrows. And, you know, again, to compare that to Leon Dreisaitl, Leon Dreisaitl, despite this ridiculous season that he's having, somehow a minus seven. And again, a little bit of a flawed stat, but with Artemi Panarin at plus 36 and Leon Dreisaitl at minus seven, if you're kind of on the fence about which guy you should vote for as most valuable, maybe that gives you the edge to vote for Artemi Panarin. 
And I think it's best to just hear from the Rangers themselves as it pertains to Panarin being up for this award. So this comes from Ryan Strom. He said, at the end of the day, when you have a Hart Trophy candidate on your line, it makes your job easier day in and day out. And then speaking of Artemi Panarin's line, Jesper Foss had this to say, Coming in, having the pressure, he's been carrying us the whole season the way he's been playing. He's been outstanding for us the whole year and a very deserving nominee. And then we also got to hear from his coach, obviously, David Quinn. He has injected us with an awful lot of passion and enthusiasm. There's no more of a deserving player than him to be in that conversation. Amen. As for Ranger practice today, Wednesday, we'll start with just reading the line combinations and the defense pairings. And again, it's pretty much what you would expect. It's kind of how the Rangers ended the regular season and in all likelihood what they will go with heading into the series against the Hurricanes. But the top line remains intact. You've got Mika Zibanejad centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. More on Buchnevich in just a second. He provided some details about why he left practice, although he doesn't get very specific about it. But then you've got the second line that we've been talking about pretty much this whole episode with Artemi Panarin being up for the Hart Trophy. He, of course, is on the left wing. Ryan Strom at center. Jesper Foss on the right wing. The third line is Philip Hedl centering Capo Caco and Philip DiCiuseppe. So it does look like uh, Brandon Lemieux has kind of been phased out. I mean, he's mixing in a little bit you know, from what I'm reading about what's going on at these Ranger practices. But the Rangers kind of I guess limiting his reps a little bit because they know they're going to be without him for games one and two, and they got to get these lines ready to go for this series against the Hurricanes. Of course, Brandon Lemieux going to be suspended for the first two games there. And then the fourth line, pretty much what you would expect here as well. Greg McHaig centering Brett Howden and Julian Gauthier. So yeah, no real surprises, no real curveballs, just kind of what you would expect the Rangers to roll with as they head into this clash against the Hurricanes. And then as for the defense pairings, you've got Brennan Smith and Jacob Truba. You've got Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox. And you've got Mark Stahl and Tony D'Angelo. Pretty much the same pairings that they've been going with uh, night in and night out during the second half surge. And like we've been talking about, I don't think there's any real reason to reinvent the wheel here and change things up just for the sake of changing things up for the playoffs. I know that Coach Quinn mentioned that Liber Hayek could be in the mix to start some playoff games, but I get the feeling, you know, that's partially just coach talk and also to get these guys to embrace the competition. And you never know, maybe if, you know, one of these defensemen struggle, Liber Hayek does see the ice in the playoffs. We will see. And as for the goalie situation, Igor Shesterkin played the entire practice in one net while Alex Georgiev and Henrik Lundqvist split time in the other net. So all signs continue to point to Igor Shesterkin being the man when the puck drops for game one against the Canes. It should be noted, however, that David Quinn has not yet announced a starting goalie for this series. He has not made anything official. It could be a little bit of gamesmanship. It could keep the Canes wondering who it's going to be. Uh, there's not really any advantage to publicly announce your starting goalie this early because we are still more than a week away from Game 1 of Hurricanes and Rangers. And, you know, the Hurricanes themselves, they haven't announced their starting goalie either. So why should we? You know, make them guess. Make them kind of have to prepare for three different goalies. I mean, preparation for them is probably going to be the same no matter what, but every goalie is a little bit different, and there's no reason to kind of tip your hand and let them know this early who the starting goalie will be for game one. I know we'd all like to know, we'd all like to get official word on who it's going to be, but again, might as well play those cards close to the vest. I would imagine that the Rangers starting goalie is probably going to know that he is indeed the starting goalie far earlier than we will. And in fact, the starting goalie for the Rangers might already know that he's going to get the call in game one. We do not to this date, but again, there's no real reason to broadcast it to the world this early, more than a week before the puck drops for game one. 
As for Pavel Buchnevich, you guys remember he exited Saturday's practice early and then missed all of Sunday's practice, so he gave us all a little bit of a scare there, but today he classified his injury as just a, quote, minor injury. And then we also got a quote from David Quinn talking about Pavel Buchnevich and the trust factor that's there that maybe wasn't there last year. You know, Pavel Buchnevich from time to time, he's a little bit of a polarizing ranger, but David Quinn talking about Pavel Buchnevich said, he's very coachable right now and he wants to please and he wants to win. We wouldn't be here without him. So that's obviously really nice to hear. You know, David Quinn, he's been tough on Buchnevich at times. There's been a couple of times where he's pulled him off the ice and benched him in the middle of games. There was one game where Buchnevich actually scored a goal, and then he found himself benched later in the game. Now, granted, that was a little bit of a fluky goal, and he just didn't look as engaged as he needs to be. When Pavel Buchnevich is really, really engaged in the game, he can be a very dangerous player. And, you know, it's unfortunate that the season was paused for obvious reasons, but also from the Ranger perspective, just the fact that Pavel Buchnevich was really starting to find his game. He was really on fire heading into to what turned out to be the cancellation of the rest of the regular season, but he was producing at about a point per game in his last 15 games, so that was obviously great to see, and you just hope that he can pick up right where he left off and just not miss a beat with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider on the Rangers' top line, because the Rangers, they're really going to need Pavel Buchnevich. And then just one other note from Ranger practice today. I already gave you guys the line combinations, the defense pairings, all that good stuff. But here are the four players who were skating as extras today. They were Brendan Lemieux. He's obviously going to be suspended. Uh, Vinny Terry. Liber Hayek and Keandre Miller. Keandre Miller obviously not eligible to play in the playoffs. Liber Hayek probably the seventh defenseman. If anybody's game falters or if anybody gets injured, I would imagine Hayek would be the next man up at the Ranger blue line. And Vidal Terry is an interesting one because I know there are some Ranger fans that are kind of excited about him. They know that he's played well for the Wolfpack these last two seasons. He's played with the Rangers on occasion as well. And also Ranger fans naturally are excited about Vidalai Kraftsoff, who made his AHL debut this season. Didn't exactly set the world on fire as far as points are concerned, but went number nine overall in the draft to the Rangers, and obviously a long-term prospect for the Rangers, somebody who they feel like can be a big-time contributor going forward. But it's interesting to note that Vinny Letteri was the guy skating as an extra today, and he really has done well for the Wolfpack over the last two seasons. In those two seasons, he has skated in 109 games and picked up a total of 48 goals and notched 47 assists. So he certainly seems to have the scoring touch for the Wolfpack. I still don't expect to see him in this playoff series for the Rangers against the Carolina Hurricanes, but it's at least possible that if somebody isn't playing well or if the Rangers just feel like they need a little bit of a scoring spark and they feel like Letary has shown well enough in practice and during these training camps and during these scrimmages, then it's at least possible that he would be the next man up and maybe he could jump onto the third or fourth line for the Rangers. It's possible. I, again, I still don't see it, but I think it would be Letary over Kraftsoff. Letary is 25 years old. Vidalai Kraftsoff is just 20. And I think Kraftsoff is the guy with the more long-term potential and the higher ceiling. But right now, as far as somebody who's ready to jump onto the ice for the Rangers for a Stanley Cup playoff game, I think it would be Letary. It's just a gut feeling. But just the fact that he's already skated in 46 career games with the Rangers, I feel like they would probably turn to Letary if push comes to shove and they want to insert one of these guys into the lineup on any given night. Tony D'Angelo sent out a tweet last night, and for those of you who might be unaware, Tony D'Angelo in recent weeks, I believe post-pandemic, has started his own podcast called Watch Your Tone, and I have not listened to it yet. I eventually want to work my way to it and go through all the episodes. I believe he's up to five or six episodes. I know that Ryan Strom was a guest on at least one of the episodes. 
The title of the podcast, Watch Your Tone, is just absolutely perfect. And he mentioned in the tweet that he hopes it's his last new episode for a very long time. And so do we, Tony, because obviously the implication there is that if Tony doesn't have enough time to record a new episode, then the Rangers are probably making a very deep playoff run and or winning the Stanley Cup. So... Yeah, hopefully it is the last episode for a very long time. Tony D'Angelo, as you guys know, if you follow him on social media, he's probably the most outspoken Ranger on social media. I think that's probably a fair statement to make. And I have absolutely no idea what to expect from his podcast. I'm sure maybe a couple of you guys have listened to it already, but I fully intend on checking it out. Maybe I'll even talk about his podcast on this podcast a little bit in a future episode. One other thing I just wanted to mention here before I call it a day is I don't know how many fantasy baseball players, how many fantasy hockey players we've got out there who might be listening to this right now, but I had a fantasy baseball draft last night. This is all going to tie back to the Rangers, so just bear with me for just a second here, but I had a fantasy baseball draft last night. It's obviously going to be a very strange baseball season, which in turn will also result in a very strange fantasy baseball season, but be that as it may, we're still getting baseball. We're still getting a fantasy season. So for Yankees fans and Mets fans, we'll start with the Mets fans. I regret to inform all of you that I did not draft any Mets this year. That was not done on purpose. That's just kind of the way the cards fell this year. Uh, For Yankee fans such as myself, I ended up with three pinstripers, got them all relatively late in the draft. Luke Voigt, Zach Britton, and Jordan Montgomery. I almost got Garrett Cole, but unfortunately I was picking seventh overall and the guy right before me took Garrett Cole, so I had to settle for Francisco Lindor instead. That's why snake drafts are lame and auction drafts are definitely the way to go. If you've ever played an auction draft, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But be that as it may, the reason I bring all of this up is because I am thinking about starting up a Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League for next season. I'll obviously play in it and we can have another 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 15, however many uh, Locked On New York Rangers listeners we get we can have ourselves a little fantasy league next season i think it could really be a lot of fun there's no money on the line or anything like that it's just for bragging rights it's just for fun and maybe i'll give a small prize to the league champion it's not going to be anything too outlandish so don't be expecting front row seats at madison square garden for a ranger playoff game but maybe something small to the winner of the league, certainly a possibility. The next NHL season is tentatively slated to begin on December 1st, so we've obviously got some time to plan for the Fantasy League, but again, I just wanted to go ahead and make sure that everyone was aware, just toss out the idea of doing a locked-on New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League. And if you'd like to join the Fantasy League next season, just send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And don't be shy. You know, maybe you've never played fantasy hockey before. Maybe you've never played fantasy sports of any kind. But this is going to be a very casual, very laid back league. And again, it's just for fun. But that will do it for today, guys. I already gave you the email. So go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.